Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? You got Ike Jones. We are back with another morning drop today, as usual on Tuesday, reacting to what we heard from Coach Hugh Freeze in his press conference, addressing the media regarding the 2023 season, recapping that, as well as some things about the Iron Bowl. But y'all know how we do. We're going to react to it right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. You are you now, now listening, listening to, to the War Report. Morning Drop. It is Tuesday, November 28th. Ike Jones in here talking a little Auburn football. Hopefully everybody is having a good Tuesday and their week is starting off just fine. Um, appreciate you guys dropping in here with me this morning. We will get the necessary out of the way, asking you all to do a few things, and that's sharing the video. Go ahead and do that on social media. If you want to add us, then we appreciate that, at The War Rapport. Hashtag get your weight up when you're doing that. Uh, go ahead and give us a thumbs up on the video if you're in here. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel if you haven't already so that you know when all of the great things are going to be dropping from this channel. Hit the notification bell so you're aware, you know, YouTube giving you notification what's going on. If you're out there in podcast land right now, we appreciate you sharing the content there. Um, and you can go ahead and give us a five-star review on whatever uh, podcast place that you like to listen to. Uh, but let's get into the conversation. As stated already, Coach Hugh Freeze took time to address members of the media yesterday giving some recap thoughts on the season, some recap thoughts on <clears throat> kind of what happened in uh, the wake of Saturday's Iron Bowl. And you heard a lot of good things from the coach that you want to hear from him. Uh, first and foremost, I'm not going to play the clip of him saying that, but he did give an encouragement to the people who support Auburn to say, go ahead and get your season tickets purchased because the, the team and this staff they're going to make you proud. They're going to to make all of this feel worth it next season. Um, and 
they're, they're building something. So get prepared to watch the growth of this program. And I fundamentally believe that that's true, that there is something brewing here on the plains. I think that uh, we're just a few pieces away. You know, I, I know often it was stated that the lack of star power or the lack of talent was the reason that Auburn was not a championship team. And I'll say this, man, you really only need one or two pieces to take you over the top. Um, if you're going to be elite all over the field, then yes, of course, then you, you, you're going to be dominant. But in order to to really pull out some of the victories in this season that we had an opportunity, just needed one or two additional pieces that uh, trend that transcendent pass rusher that's able to be disruptive uh, on the defensive line would have absolutely revolutionized what this defense was able to do. A quarterback that was kind of transcendent, uh, you know, or a star receiver that was just throw it in my vicinity and I'll go up and get it. You, you get two of those three things and this team is way ahead of schedule and doing some major things. So I do believe that Auburn is a lot closer than a lot of people want to pretend that they are because it makes them feel a little uneasy to say, ah, man, Auburn might be a problem. But hey, listen, it is what it is. Auburn is a couple of pieces away. Do we have those pieces on on download, ready on the pipeline? Don't know, yet to be seen, but definitely just a few pieces away and looking forward to seeing the progression of this team and where this coaching staff is ready to take everything moving forward. Um, outside of that, you know, Coach Freeze was asked a question and we'll play a clip of it here about kind of how does he deal with having such monumental kind of losses back to back, right? Like you, you have the New Mexico state incident happen and you, you're not really um, in a mental space to even understand what happened in that game. Like, how do you lose that game when you, when you should be from a talent perspective, the better team on the field. And then you come back and you follow that up with an, a gut-wrenching loss in the Iron Bowl where you essentially had that game won uh, and you, 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 you let it slip through your fingertips there in the end of the game. So back-to-back -back really hard losses for the fan base to be able to understand and process and a lot of finger-pointing and a lot of apologies flying around. And Coach Freeze was asked the question, because kind of, you know, where was he at in his headspace? And he's in the same place I think a lot of fans are. So let's hear Coach Freeze's comments on that, and then we'll we'll talk about it. It's just uh, this profession is, uh, is, is we sign up for it, and it's difficult. And I try to keep things in great perspective about um, – the big picture of uh, why we coach, and I have to preach that to myself um, after losses like the last few, because we truly are. Uh, my window of coaching um, is in the in the spectrum of life is is pretty small, and what I do with that window uh, matters long after the program is over, and I know. Uh, fans and media and coaches, all of us live and die with with every game. But if you look at the big sp spectrum, I know that uh, we're pouring into the the people in this program the right things. You try to get some comfort with that, um, but it's hard. There, there's no two ways about it. You just you you run through every single play that could have made a difference. And do you do anything different? Um, and and you, you you're going to relive all of that. And it's uh, I didn't I didn't sleep at all. And 
it means so much to so many people. And when you care, you want to deliver when you have an opportunity in a game of that magnitude. And uh, when you don't, you're not going to sleep very much. And um, I watched the film uh, several times and just, uh, but again, as disappointing and as hurtful as it is, it also, if you're made of the right stuff, it makes you really determined to uh, to get in those situations again and um, to go get some players that want to do it with you. And, you know, it's – but to say that you wake up on Sunday morning and and it's all over in your mind and in your spirit and it's that's that's not real. It's still not over, uh, truthfully, but – but I'm a fighter, and, and so are these kids, and so are these staffs, and um, time makes things a little better, and you're encouraged that you did find a way to compete with one of the elite programs in the country in year one. So Coach Hugh Freeze uh, expressing that he hadn't slept uh, all day really after the game into Sunday, just re-watching the film and re-going going over and over again the, the different decisions that were made and and different plays and calls and that thing and that sort of thing. And, you know, listen, he's living the experience that a lot of fans have. A lot of the players did just like, man, what did we, what could we have done better? What did we do wrong? And, um, yeah, he, you know, he, he shows the contrition there about, uh, just feeling, feeling the pain of the fan base and a lot of the people who had expectations and feeling like they let him down. A lot of players expressed, expressed that they feel like they let the fan base down. Um, and so, I think, you know, a part of what he said that is very interesting or, and, and that I, you know, it's not necessarily interesting. Let me retract that. A part of what he said that I liked and that I think is going to be interesting to see how that plays out is, you know, if you're built or you're made of the right stuff, what he said, this sort of thing will will catapult you into being better in the future. And he just needs to find the right people around him that are made of that stuff. So, I'm going to be paying very close attention to the type of players, particularly uh, in the transfer portal, that are exiting the program and people that Coach Freeze and staff are bringing into the program to see if we can define what Coach Freeze feels is the right kind of stuff to be a part of a winning program for Auburn going into the future. Because he he said that he feels like, and we'll get into those comments, that Auburn has all of the things necessary to be competitive and go out there and be a winning program, not just a, a middling, you know, six and six or seven and six team, five and six team, where this team has been over the last few seasons, but a program that is perennially competing to be one of the top programs in the country feels like Auburn has all of those things, just looking to get the right mesh of players to be able to make that happen. So I'm definitely going to be paying attention to the transfer portal activity and seeing which of those people he feels like uh, are should be able to carry over. So guys that they readily accept back into the fold for the next season and what kind of guys they go back, go out there and get to bring to fill out this roster, because there are going to be a ton of roster spots that are going to be available due to a lot of reasons for transfer, graduation, whatever. There are going to be roster spots that need to be filled. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, And I, I did talk about it. So let's just go ahead and cue that up. Um, Actually, no, I don't have that. Um, that, that clip, what I did want to get into was speaking of guys for the future, uh, he had conversations or uh, they, they ask about bowl preparation. So uh, one of the things that 
Coach Freeze talked about is just kind of the way that he prepares for bowls. And he wants to get some of the younger guys on this team uh, some snaps because he said, hey, we're going to count on those guys coming up here in the future. So um, let's hear his comments about the bowl season coming up in preparation for the bowl game. I'm not I'm not uh, one that grinds them during bowl. I'm really not. I want them to enjoy the the, the journey and the process. Um, try to get our young kids a lot of work. Hopefully get them in the game uh, some, particularly those DBs. Uh, we need to see – we need to get those young DBs a lot of reps in, in those games. Um, we think they have a chance to be really good players the T. Scotts and Ken Lees and Terrence Loves and Sylvester Smiths and, um, you know, that group of kids that – that uh, and J.C. Hart, we, we all think they have a chance to – and they're going to have to play next year. So we need to need to see them. And uh, – but we'll, we'll see. I'm going to sit down today. That's one of the things on my list and just make a hypothetical practice schedule based on the the bowls that I think we could end up going to. So I have that ready. Uh, so Coach Freeze saying, listen, there are some young guys that are particularly in this secondary. Uh, listen, when we go through the list of people, and we'll be talking about this extensively probably Wednesday night, um, about the list of people who are likely not going to be returning for this Auburn roster, particularly in the defensive backfield. Uh, it's a scary thought to look at how much what the lack of experience is going to be. But when you look at the amount of talent that there is, uh, you're encouraged by that. And you you see a lot of young guys that could step in and be able to, from an athleticism and, and just, again, pure talent perspective, step in immediately and play. But he wants to get those guys started here in the bowl game and get them some time and some minutes in there. Um what I find interesting about that is, of course, he's dealing with the era of the transfer portal. And, you know, he talked about some of these guys may decide that they want to transfer. So how do you handle that? Do you, you know, get them and ask them to play a final game for Auburn? Because, hey, he said, listen, you know, I was just kind of always taught to finish what you start. So if these guys declare for the transfer portal, which opens up on uh, this coming Monday, do they stick around and play the bowl game with this team like how, how does that work and just making sure you have enough players to really even field a competitive roster I say all that to say it's going to be interesting to see what Auburn looks like in this bowl game and a lot of people will judge the program and coach freeze on whether or not he gets a win in that bowl but is he even going to have the full complement of his players between guys who are graduating and are saying hey I'm going to go and get myself prepared for the draft between guys who have decided they want to transfer, are they going to even want to continue through that process, uh, going to the bowl game and et cetera, et cetera. There be, could be a litany of reasons why guys decide, hey, the bowl game isn't something that I want to do. And how does he feel the team that's going to be able to be competitive? Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see just what kind of team, particularly for the ones who've played heavy minutes, um, is going to be able to go out there on the field and perform during the bowl game. Uh, last thing I want to get into here is, you know, just kind of retrospective looking back at uh, he 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 talked about both the muffed punt and the fourth and 31. I, I didn't pull the clip for the fourth and 31 situation. Uh, we'll do some more of that on watch the film. So if you are a member, be prepared. We're going to talk a little bit more about Coach Freeze's comments on fourth and 31 and what the film says about that. Uh, but I do want to play the clip where he was talking about the muffed punt. And he talked about really 
over the last few days, him having, or really just in the in the wake of the game, there in the locker room, sitting with guys like DJ James and Coy Moore, who have been taking a ton of flack on social media and over various places across the internet, just really goofy stuff. But like, you know, listen, he he said it twice, right? Like he he's sat with them trying to figure out what the right words were to say to those young men about the things that happened during the game on those particular plays and sitting in their locker with them after the game, sitting by them at their locker after the game, just to be there and and console them and let them know, listen, man, we all had a part to play in this loss. This isn't solely on you. Right. There are a lot of plays that should have happened, could have happened that would have cemented us and not put you in the position to be the scapegoat for a bunch of people, uh, which I think is the appropriate message to put out there. Listen, it's not it didn't come down to just those plays. If you make those plays, do you win? Absolutely. But you're not the only person that had an opportunity to make a play that didn't in this game. So it's not completely on you, first and foremost. But let's just hear him talk about the muffed punt. And and some of the things that led to the decision making in that, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, uh, the punt. I don't know what discussion you can have. I mean, you know, Keontae dings his shoulder on third down, goes to the training room, so you put your back up in, which Coy's been solid all year at doing that. And um, I didn't know that in the moment, but that's you have to play backup sometimes. And um, the last thing you want to do in that moment is. Um, is just let them pin us back on the five-yard line and with their three timeouts. And, you know, Coy's been solid all year at uh, catching punts. And uh, something happened with his footing, um, it looked like there. And, you know, it's it's one of those awful plays that I think we win the game if we catch that punt. But I don't – I mean, Coy has been dependable as can be. And – so there's nothing you can re- – there's really no discussion there. I mean, if Keontae's out, then you put your next guy in there, and and we trust Coy to do his job, and he's done it well all year and unfortunately just had a had a bad break there. Yeah, so talking about Coy Moore and the muffed punt situation, and I, I got into this a little bit yesterday, and I don't want to beat a dead horse in regard to it. Listen, Coy Moore – uh, hadn't had any issues fielding punts the entirety of the season when Keontae Scott was out. He was the guy that Auburn turned to because in the one game where they tried a bunch of different people, everybody ended up muffing punts. They had three muff punts in that game. I think VAR had one. Jay Fair had one. Uh, VAR might have had two in that game. Like, it was crazy. And so when Coy Moore came in, he righted the ship for the team to be able to just field punts accurately while Keontae Scott was getting back from injury. So I think it's kind of, it's, it's, it's crazy for people to forget, you know, the young men's contribution. It may not been the, the most crucial thing in the world, but you'd have remembered if he had muffed his other putts earlier in the year as well. So, uh, you know, I just, I, I want people to stop do, being heavy handed in the way that, and I, I get it. It was a crucial play in a big game and it's going to be one that stings for a while for him and for fans. But I just think that um, it's been overboard, man, to the point where you got to kind of question some people and and their ability to kind of handle their emotions, right? Like it's, it's like coach freeze talked about. It's like, man, if you're out here on social media doing all this stuff, man, like you, you need to look at yourself a little bit and, and, and figure out how to put some things in proper perspective. And, and, and we as fans have emotions tied to this and we spend a lot of money and we, a lot of energy. Listen, I devote 
the vast majority of my day to talking about Auburn sports. And I probably am as frustrated about what has happened as anybody else. But I just think that sometimes you need some perspective about what these young men deal with to get their bodies prepared to go out there and do a thing that most people couldn't even pretend to be able to do on their best days. And then they have a moment where it isn't their best effort, their best whatever. And and we pretend as if Anyway, I don't want to get too far into it. It's just it's it's wild. It's a very wild thought that's that people are going so crazy about this stuff. And I get the frustration, but I am absolutely proud of the effort that those young men put forth. And hopefully we'll get to see some better days for them um, in the in the near future out here in Auburn uniforms. All right. That is all I had to talk about. I want to get into you all's comments and and hear what you all have to say about all the things that we've got going on. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by. Become a member and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Drop! Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Drop! Let's get over into the comment section and see what you guys are buzzing about this morning. Once again, I always appreciate you guys coming in here and giving your thoughts on the morning drop. We'll start it off with Michael Carlisle, who says the offers to the O-line targets, transfer targets made me feel better. Listen, Michael, I am with you. I um, was having a conversation. I can't I have so many Auburn uh, sports conversations between what I do on here and what we have, uh, you know, I'm talking to Mike G and B Will all day and the guys in the in the network about I really want to see us focus on the trenches, man. That's that's the place I think that Auburn needs to really bolster the depth. We talked about it a little bit yesterday with the third down struggles on defense and a lot of what Coach Hugh Freeze wants to do from um, the offensive standpoint is about the lack of depth that we had on the defensive line. So I'm looking to see the trenches solidified. And particularly, I think we need some more depth along the offensive line because, and in particular at the offensive tackle positions, right? Like with the the versatility of a guy like Gunnar Britton and the experience of him not going to be there, uh, Avery Jones gone at the center. I think we're good with Connor Liu uh, coming in. He proved to be valuable as a freshman coming in and starting. Um, and then you're going to have Cam Stutz out of here, who was one of the more physical offensive linemen for Auburn this year, uh, a very stable piece of that offensive line. He's going to be gone. Um, you need more depth along your offensive line. Take Johnson going to be back. Don't know what the status of Jeremiah Wright is going to be coming up. Uh, you're going to have Jaden Muskrat, who's going to be back, who played some minutes for you this season. Dylan Wade likely going to be returning for his senior year. Uh, so you have some pieces Uh, But you need more depth along that line to make sure that you can have quality competition in the spring, as well as making sure that you have people who can rotate in if necessary. Um, Isaiah Miller struggled at points during the season with being able to block. So is he going to be able to slide inside and maybe be an interior guy? So particularly at the offensive tackle, we need to make sure that we've got some quality depth pieces there. So definitely excited to see those young men get offers and see how they produce. Um, 
I don't know how they're going to compete at this level, right? We're talking about guys. Th- these aren't P5 guys that they have that these offers are going out to. There's there's JUCO and um, Group of Five talent that they're going after right now. Can they make the transition accurately and can uh, adequately? And can we go out there and field a, an SEC caliber offensive line that is yet to be seen? I feel like our offensive line was good this year, but we're losing a lot of snaps uh, due to graduation and we're going to need to be able to replenish that like the young guys that we have on the team as well. So again, hopefully we'll be able to put an offensive line that has depth and quality out there. Let's see what else we got. Um, our guy Kazan says, we've got a good team, and I agree with you. I thank you. Kazan doesn't agree with me much, so I got to make sure when he says he agrees with me, I got to put it up there for everybody to be able to see that sometimes I say things that are uh, that, that are agreeable to even people who disagree with me a lot. Uh, so I appreciate that very much. All right, let's see what else we got. James Barnett says, uh, we are winning the SEC West next season. Just my opinion. Hate to break it to you, James. There will be no SEC West next season. So um, that can't happen. <laughs> we're going away from division. So, but I feel you. What you're saying here is that we're going to be going to represent the SEC at the SEC championship game. But regardless, so I let's do that. Uh, this recruiting class and transfer portal class is about to be fire. So, yes, no SEC West in existence next year, but can Auburn get out there and compete for the SEC and go to the title game? Yet to be seen, but we have a lot of work to do to get there, and I believe that we have talent that's going to be able to get us to the next plateau, whatever that plateau is, uh, but competition for the SEC championship is something that we want to be able to do. All right. Um, another one here from Kazan who says, what time are you doing the review? Uh, I'm actually probably only going to take about 10 or 15 minutes here after this is done. And then we will get straight over into the review for, um, for today. So maybe give me, uh, give me about 30 minutes, give me about 30 minutes once this live is done and we'll get straight into it. Because uh, we got a lot of stuff that we got to get prepped for. We got basketball stuff coming up. I got a lot of things I got to do today. So I want to try to get it out of the way pretty early today. So if you are a member, keep your notifications on so you know when it's going live. Uh, the Walker Show jumps in and said, should I be as psyched up for portal season as I am or just calm down? I am never going to tell anybody to not get excited about anything related to college football. So get psyched up and excited. And hopefully we will see some good things happening for Auburn over the next week. As a reminder, the transfer portal officially opens next Monday. So you will see an exodus of players from Auburn and you will see a lot of guys getting um, offers from Auburn and hopefully deciding that this is the place that they want to be. Some people have already begun to do announcements that they are not returning Uh, for next season with Auburn. And there's a lot of people who have jumped into the portal or made their announcement that they will not be returning to their schools. A ton of quarterbacks. We will get into the litany of quarterbacks that are out there that are available that Auburn may be targeting during this offseason. As I stated yesterday, I do believe that Auburn needs to go to the portal to find a quality quarterback. If for nothing else, if, if you feel like potentially Peyton Thorne could be the guy, then great. He's got some things he needs to do to improve. But you always want to look to upgrade your room. And if you can, go and get a guy that fits perfectly for what you want to do. So whether that is a Peyton Thorne in another season getting better, I just I don't know. 
how much growth he's going to make now and going to what would be his fifth year um, as a starting quarterback. Um, you know, how much growth is he going to have from year four to five? I, I'm not really sure how much that could be, but you know, maybe with an additional spring. I don't know. But I do know that there's a lot of talent that's out there, and I'm looking forward to seeing um, kind of how Auburn approaches the competition that's going to be necessary out here for all positions, not just the quarterback. Uh, Kenneth Roberson uh, says, Robertson, excuse me, says, Auburn is in good shape, I believe. We just need a few players to bring it all together. I agree with this and said as much. I definitely think that we're not as far away as people think that we are, I think we are actually really close. Um, and this is not me saying, man, look what we did against this team. Because it's year to year, that dynamic is going to change. Nobody thought that Missouri was going to be the team that they were this year prior to the season, except for Mike G. And he will take his victory lap on that as many times as necessary. Um, but there weren't a lot of people who predicted that, right? So if you were looking at Missouri on your schedule, uh, you would have said to yourself, all right, we can go ahead and get a win against them. They proved that to be wrong in a lot of cases versus some quality teams. So year over year, teams get better, teams get worse. Auburn, I think, from a talent perspective, could potentially be better next season. Just at a few key spots, they just need to upgrade their ability to go out there and compete. And I do believe that Depth is going to be a huge portion of why this team is going to be better top to bottom next season. Um, and Coach Friesen's staff hopefully being able to keep a lot of the guys in the fold. And I'm speaking of coaching staff, keeping guys in the fold to have some continuity, be Will Buzzword there, continuity going forward into next season will pay dividends, man. When you think about the turnover that we've had, particularly at position group coaches, it's been it's been a lot. Right. And so when you have that much turnover, it's hard to really build. One of the things that Coach Freeze talked about was the kind of community around a team that you want. It's hard to build that when you don't have continuity in the people that are leading those groups and have established a culture and a standard for how that group is going to run. And that goes from the coaching staff to some players who have seniority. Right. Like as far as experience, uh, particularly look at like the receiver room. Right. Jay Fair is one of the youngest guys in that room playing some of the most the, the heaviest amount of minutes, most targets, but sophomore, right? So you don't you didn't have people, you had seniors in that room, but the vast majority of them outside of VAR, excuse me, I take that back. VAR had was the most senior person in that room. But you didn't have a lot of senior leadership to be able to have an established culture within a room. And I think that that's something that Auburn needs to figure out how to do, have continuity at the position group, coaches that allow some, some continuity, and then uh, that allow you to establish your culture, and then have continuity of players that have developed through your program and have an understanding of how they want to make things happen. So looking forward to seeing that as an establishment of the culture, and we get into a place that we need to be as a program to continue to improve. I am out of here again members I'll be back at you guys very soon with some films so make sure that you have your notification bells on for that uh, we'll be back at you with another morning drop tomorrow talking a little bit more about recruiting and we will have some basketball content for you all as well tomorrow that's it before you get out of here like the video share the video subscribe to the channel do all of those things and if you're out there on podcast five star review until the next time and as always War Eagle, I'm out of here. Drop!